0: Thank you for tuning in to the inaugural episode of the Education Conquer podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Maine, and I thank you for checking out uh, this podcast episode. Um, It's going to be very short today. I'm going to just go through a few things with you all um, and go through some logistics of the pod and Go from there. Um, So, thank you for tuning in. This is the first episode, as I mentioned. Um, So, the podcast obviously is in its infancy stage, um, with hopes that it will continue to grow and evolve over the course of um, the next month, year, years, hopefully, and all of that jazz. So, uh, my name is Mr. Main. Like I mentioned, I am a fifth year. English teacher in Colorado. Um, I teach various ages ranging from 10th grade to 11th grade to 12th grade. Um, I got AP language as one of my classes. I've taught mythology multiple times. I do a modern literature, which is the seniors, and I do just regular composition 10 for those sophomores. Um, I am also embarking on taking a film studies class next year, which is going to be awesome. I'm super excited for that opportunity uh, to just try something new. I'm a big film fan, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, this year, I was elected Teacher of the Year by the seniors, which was a huge, huge honor um, to give a speech at their graduation. It meant a lot to me. Um, we had a normal graduation, thankfully, um, even though we got Um, The pandemic on our hands, we were able to gather and do justice for these students who deserved it. They've gone through over a year of just intense turmoil, and I'm just so thankful that I had that opportunity with them. Um, I'm also a member of the student support team um, at my local school that I'm working at, and we kind of help kids get back on track um, with their academics or behavior or simply just attendance and showing up to class. So um, I like to have my hand in that and those conversations. Um, and I'm also a sponsor for our ski and Board Club. So um, try to do as much as I can while keeping my sanity at the same time. Um, today's podcast is going to be just me behind the microphone. Um, sometimes it will be with my partner in crime, Um, My best friend, Mr. E, Um, we will have some conversations. um, But like I said, for today and for some other podcast episodes, it will be um, just myself. So I'll be doing the solo thing. Um, We'll be talking about various educational topics. Um, I will be talking about various educational topics um, with an anchor rooted in English talk and history. Um, Mr. E has a background in both history and English and mine primarily in English. Um, So we're going to embark on some of those those conversations. Um, We'll talk novels. We'll talk tech tools. um, We'll talk about how to integrate pop culture into uh, your lessons to promote student engagement, which I think is huge. Um, Reading and writing strategies. Uh, We are going to just take an organic approach. So, yes. I have a skeleton of what is to come and what I want the vision of this podcast to be. But as you guys know, as educators, things change drastically Um, in the blink of a blink of an eye. You're doing a total different thing than you ever envisioned. Um, So um, we're going to see where it takes us. And like I said, thank you for being here Um, today. I just want to just reflect Um, it's. June 13th, 6 o'clock, I'm on summer break, out of the fire, the fire being the 2020-2021 pandemic, and into a state of zen, or trying to get into that state of zen, um, which is obviously summer break. So um, I just want to reflect a little bit, um, not be too lengthy on this podcast, being that it's the first one, we're kind of just Um, Dipping our toes in the water with this one, if you will, Um, and um, get you out here sooner rather than later. So um, one thing that I continued to remind myself this year with the masks, with the social distancing, with the cleaning procedures, with policing all the masks, making sure they're not wearing a chin diaper, um, was to really get my mind ready, keep my head on straight, and out of the grade book. And when I say out of the grade book, that doesn't mean that I just completely omitted grades. Um, Yes, grades are important. To have a metric for a person's success is imperative in any job, whether that be Um, you're an analyst for a world famous sport, whether you're a firefighter, whether you're a teacher, you need to have some sort of metric or measure for your success. The same applies for students. They need to be able to see something that shows they have done well, that their hard work has paid off. And for many that is receiving a suitable grade that fits their wishes, whether that be an A, B, C, one, two, three, four, however you guys do grading, um, students need to see that. And I'm not disagreeing with that totally. I am challenging the idea that the grade book is everything. I don't agree with that. I think with this year, out of all of the different things I've learned. I've learned about many different tech tools that I'll go into in later podcasts. Um, I've approached lessons differently. I've structured classes differently. Um, I'll go into all of those later at a later date. Um, But today, I just wanted to take away and share my one key point with you all, and that is to evaluate the student at least that's the big illumination for me this year was to evaluate the student and their circumstances. So with that, I had an important conversation with my administrator who oversees the English department. And I touched on this on one of the blog postings, but we were having this conversation, how important is a grade book in the grand scheme of things. And we both agreed that grades do matter. But there is a body of work or a collection of evidence that outweighs that 68, that 69%. If I've seen work and just continued effort on a student's end to get a passing grade and they're borderline at the end of the year, semester, whatever it may be, I don't feel bad or I don't feel like unethical to give that kid the next grade percentage. If they're working hard, they need that extra boost. And this was shown more so than ever during this year of COVID-19. I'll give you an example. I had a student in my AP language class, and I'm obviously not gonna say her name, such a bright student, intelligent, kind, compassionate, able to communicate and converse and share ideas to the whole group on top of the class first semester all the way into second semester. However, once we got towards spring break, reality really hit her family. On her mom's side, she lost her grandpa to COVID-19.
1: Three weeks later on her dad's side, she lost her grandpa to COVID-19. With that,
0: she wasn't able to attend class as often as both her family and myself would have liked, and even she would have liked. And as a result, her grade started to plummet. And yes, I'm totally integrated in Google Classroom, and she could have very well done the things by her own self online at home. But it really made me think, what's important right now? Does this student need to analyze a speech for rhetorical choices right now? Does this student really need to look up a current event and explain its implication on a larger context? No. That stuff is important, yes. But there was it. An extreme sense of exposed vulnerability this year that everybody was hit
1: with drastically, some more than others. And who am I to try to ignore that?
0: I often tell my students to just focus on what you can control.
1: Focus on what you can control. It sounds so simple, but it's so hard. We
0: often like to try to put our hand into things that we really don't have any result in or we don't
1: have any impact on what the final result will be. And when we do those things, we often are hindering what we can control.
0: And so as a teacher, as an educator, behind the desk. I'm in control of the grade book. Of course, the students are in control of their grade. Any student can do well in my class. Any student has the ability to pass. But at the end of the day, I can meet that kid halfway where they are at and say, hey, I've seen this out of you. This is what I'm going to have you end up with. And I'm not going to do that in a detrimental way for them ever. But there are times
1: where students need some leverage. We adults need leverage. Stimulus
0: checks, checks are a great example of that. Many struggling to make ends meet, needed that extra leverage to get them through two to three months. And I know the stimulus check wasn't enough for a lot of people across the nation, but it's that symbol of leverage that was given out regardless of the price.
1: Teachers can do the same, provide leverage for your students. And so I did that with this
0: student. I had a conversation with her and her mother and I just told her, Hey, Right now, you need to be with your family. That is what is important right now. We'll get to the other stuff later. Right now, I want you to focus on your family, give love, and come back to class when you're ready. And I had a just genuine, raw conversation with this student and her mom knowing that she wouldn't take advantage of this. So obviously you need to know your student. If you are able to have this conversation with this student, I encourage it. But if you have an inkling that the student might take advantage or the student has already been a habitual skipper, um, you may tread lightly with that. Um, Had this student not been putting in the work and things like that, the conversation would have been a little different. I
1: still would have provided that leverage for that student, however. This COVID pandemic really brought out the worst in us. And for some, it brought out the best in us.
0: And we often see the stories that bring out the worst in
1: people, in groups. In nations and what i can control exists
0: in those four walls of my classroom which i know then exceeds far past the classroom now i don't know if that student has passed the ap language exam yet scores have not been released but i'm confident that she did everything that she could have she focused on what was in her control.
1: And I have no regrets having that conversation with her, giving her that leverage that she needed.
0: Because at one point she did drop from roughly a 95%
1: to a 66% in a matter of three weeks. That doesn't just happen unless there is a total breakdown in someone's life. And obviously, with that student, I identified that. I communicated
0: with that student. And the funny thing is, once this student was able to kind of get their head back on straight, you never get over something like what that student endured, but you do have to get through it. Once she got through it to a point where she was able to come back to school, she turned in that work
1: that she missed that got her to that 66%. She brought that into her control and she worked so incredibly hard. And a large part of that, I think, was because of the leverage that I was willing to give her in that hard time. And I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to boast. My point is that it's so simple. It's not hard to give leverage in life. When someone needs it, give support. You don't need to be an authoritarian to be a good educator. Meet that student halfway, realize that we are human beings and human beings go through ups and downs. And for many, this last year and a half, coming up to two years now, people have been in their lowest lows And so that's what I got out of this year. To get my mind out of the grade book. To focus on what really matters. And provide leverage. Thank you for tuning in to this very
0: first podcast episode. I'm so thrilled, excited, and eager to see where this project takes me. I thank you for joining in. Be the best you that you can be. I will see you back here again soon.
1: And as always, go forth and